Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Xavier, I lied to you. What? Uh, usually we take it in turns to intro this podcast. Yeah. And last week. I went first, but this week I'm going first as well because today is your birthday and I thought I'm going to give you the gift of not having to talk for a little bit, (laughs) not having to go through the laborious motions of introducing this here podcast, The Bachelor of Hearts, with me, Max Quinn, and my friend Xavier Rubetsky-Noonan. Hi, Xavier. Do I start talking now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hi, Max. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for giving me that little moment just to put my legs up and, uh, you know, take a weight off. Uh, it has been a big, busy week. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is my birthday, so, you know, what I say goes. What a big happy day. How many years are you? I'm 25 now. Wow. Yeah. Nobody likes you when you... T- what? <laughs> okay, let's keep going with the podcast. No, no, no nobody liked me when oh. I was 23. Oh, Now okay. that I'm 25... Everybody, Everybody wants to rule me. the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. The Bachelor is the show that we discuss on this podcast. That's true. We both have arts degrees. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's more or less the premise. You've covered off the, your bases. You've ticked. You've ticked your boxes. Yep. Essentially, it's a big waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and no. we, we are very glad that you've also got nothing much going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Study hard, listener, and one day you too can host a Bachelor podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, no, I mean, these are exciting times. and, and It is an exciting time that we live in. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just broadly, but then also yeah. in The Bachelor. Um, we're getting really down to the end of it here. And if you've been following the, the program up until now... Um, you'll know that things are getting very serious and it's uh, it's hometown week this week. Yeah, we're really at the business end of the cricket bat right now. Mm, um, which one? Because I would say most of it gets used. Well, like... I guess the front bit more so than the back because the back's got that angle to it. Yeah, the angle you don't want to really have much to do with. No. Of course, it's like, almost like why do they have that because that seems sure. yeah, bad. You introduce a real element of randomness, don't you? I would but say I, every other sport that I can think of that involves like a bat or some kind of, you know, uh-huh. stick or something, yeah. usually double-sided. Yes. Cricket. Correct. You can see, ooh, interesting, isn't it? What's going on there? Maybe it's positive reinforcement. For whom? For the other side of the bat. Oh, like I the see. other side's like, we're a trapeze. We'll support you. Just our two sides support you. One. Go on, son. I'm a trapeze. Like a little like mummy and daddy side, and then the front is the baby side. I understand. It's like a, a family. Exactly. It's Cricket like a is family. Nuclear family. Yeah. Um, well, what else do we have to say about the metaphors? Um, 25. Yeah. That's a quarter. And... Um, do you know what they call that in in cricket? I don't. What do they call it? Quarter of a century. Oh wow, that's I a know. very unique cricket term. <laughs> I can't possibly guess what it might refer to. Um, I've never scored twenty five in a cricket game. 
Uh, me neither, because in primary school cricket, you had to retire at 20, and then... Uh, you retire at 20 years old from primary school? Yeah. You went there for too long! I know, I know, I know. It was so weird, but they kept being like, no, come back, come back. We'll keep telling everyone that you're 12. And I was like, it's fine. It's yeah, okay. Sure. And then eventually everyone found out that I was 20. Right. And then uh, Coach Graham was like, nah, you can't be on the team anymore. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And that happened when I was like 11, and then every year onwards. Yeah, yeah. It was so fucked. he kept cutting you down, and you what? Came back with a new disguise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it was like a mustache, or like by the end of it, I was <laughs> actually growing facial hair. <laughs> I was gonna say you have a mustache so you can dress dress up as a primary school kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's ingenious. It's Look, just I, stupid yeah, enough to work. It actually is. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you know? Did you have any kids in your primary school who started growing facial hair in like year six? Yeah, there were a couple. There were definitely. I mean, there were definitely people who who happened to before it happened to me. This is what I've got to say to those people. Fuck them. Wow. Wait, I should fuck them? Yeah, <laughs> Cause absolutely. Because they're, they're so hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primary they're school like is with facial <laughs> Early bloomers. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Bachelor is the show that we discuss. <laughs> uh, Matty J. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. He's got face... Well, no, he's not. He's clean shaven. He's very clean shaven, mm. but probably he could grow something. He could grow a ripper beard, I reckon, <gasps> if he wanted he look to. hot with a beard? It's hard to say. I could say I could see him with some stubble, yeah, with a bit of like a five o'clock shadow or something, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a seven thirty p.m. shadow on Channel Ten, and <laughs> Wednesdays and Thursdays. That's right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could see him with like a full ZZ top though. <laughs> Somebody out there with Photoshop, <laughs> put it together, send it to us. We'll we'll bring back our judgments next week. Well, it's interesting you mention it because they do uh, on this show come a running just as fast as they can for Maddie J. Yeah, every girl on this show is crazy for a sharp dressed man. That's true. Yeah, I should mention as well that he has got legs, <laughs> um, and he's demonstrated a real aptitude for using them. So good on him. I yeah, say. yeah. The interesting thing about this show. Um, is the presence of those two monkeys that you are uh, that you are uh, sometimes notice off to the side of the screen? You know, one of them's called Billy Gibbon, and then the other one's called uh, Brother Gibbon. From <laughs> we don't know the ZZ Top uh, names. Billy Gibbons and someone else from from ZZ Top. Mm. They're brothers. Mm. They got the beards. Yeah, yeah. Am I wrong in thinking there are three members? Yes, the third one is not a brother. Right, but th- he is there, so I'm not wrong. No, 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 you're absolutely right. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. yeah. Um, he just, yeah, he's not a brother. It wouldn't work with the Gibbons joke. <laughs> yeah, I see. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to ZZ Hearts. What, is, what would it be? <laughs> um, uh, there is no possible way. There's no way no? that we can make this work. That's fine. Um, we have other things we prefer to talk about anyway. Um, for instance, The Bachelor... We lost three women this week. That's right. Three very good women. Yeah, and kind of surprising to lose that many. Yes. Because we're really, as we said before, we're really down to the pointy end. Yeah. Um, and normally these things are a little bit more prolonged and they're drawn out a bit more. Yeah. I was quite surprised that we lost two people in one episode. Yeah, we're down to the pointy end of the cricket bat for sure. Sure, yeah, the pointy end, which as we all know is like the handle. Uh, when I played cricket as a youngster... <laughs> I was playing in some rough areas, some yeah, rough I bet, neighborhood. I bet. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you kind of have to like sort of be prepared for whatever might happen. Got to shiv some people if yeah, you need to. Yeah, you know, we're playing in the back streets, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. What is that? The back streets? Is that the? No, no. Hang on. What am I thinking of? Jungle Land. Let's keep moving on. Um, wait, no. What's riding on the back streets? Is that oh a spring song? Oh my God, we're back again. <laughs> Not a good rendition. <laughs> it's fine. It's my birthday. Uh, it's his birthday. He can do what he wants. So, who do we say goodbye to? We say goodbye to Kobe, Alora, 
and Florence Surprised. this week. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't have any of them as my winner picks necessarily. No. So it's like at this stage of the competition, we are just getting rid of people who aren't going to be number one. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, there there was some uh, there was some sadness in saying goodbye to some of these characters. Yeah, I will say uh, I want to give you a big hearty congratulations because at the start of this season, if you go back to our preview episode, mm. skip towards the end there, we predicted our top threes. Yeah, that's right, yeah, and they've pretty much come true. Very much. So, what's happened is that I predicted Elise, uh, I predicted Florence, and I predicted Laura, uh-huh. and, and you, Xavi, said, said Tara. Yeah, Tara, Elise, Elise, and Laura. Laura, you've picked the final three. Well... On your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't pick it on my birthday. That's not a very difficult task. <laughs> At this point in the game, it's pretty easy to say who's in the final three. You really just need to watch... For a few minutes. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, good on me. I'm very clever. Good yeah, you me. are. Yeah. yeah. Look, you studied really hard to be able to do this. Is I'm this really my gift? <laughs> we just do an episode where I just get compliments the whole time? Absolutely. Great glasses. Sounds great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, yeah. Thanks a lot. I got them several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because you sent me six pictures mm. about which ones you should pick mm -hmm. of the six pairs. Did I pick the ones that you liked? I think so. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Time makes good glasses choosers of us all. <laughs> <laughs> should we rip into the yes. little thing that yes, we do? Yes, we should do the thing. All right, so let's talk about The Bachelor Australia, Season 5, Episode 13. Uh, so the final six women um, is how we begin. They are hanging out in the mansion, presumably wondering why they haven't been hanging out in Thailand for over a month. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like the women on The Bachelor in New Zealand have been at this point. So fucked. Really no even idea or a mention of a trip overseas. I guess all, the, all their budget went into Sophie Monk this year. I guess. Collective Bachelor budgie. There may be... Budgie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I hear there have been some people um, smuggling some of that budgie, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. On yeah. The Bachelorette? Yeah, that's right. That surprised me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine we will see a um, final episode that takes place overseas because that's sort of a tradition that they haven't really broken from. Yes. Um, but yeah, they haven't even really been hinting at it. No, it's going to be one of those things where like we'll start the episode and the narration will be from Maddie Jane. He'll be like, we're on our way, we're on our way to Paraguay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll just show up there. Yeah. Um, or maybe we'll get like a really detailed shot of them checking into the airport and dealing with the very friendly and helpful <laughs> customer service at whatever airline they're partnered with. We'll wait and see. This stuff's very exciting to me. Yeah, it is very, very exciting. <laughs> the main reason I watch, really. <laughs> to find out which airline I should fly with next. Yeah. Next yeah. time I plan a romantic getaway with my spouses. Yeah. Yeah, three spouses, yes. Yeah. Um, and whether or not... Do you remember this in The Bachelor in New Zealand? The, like, the six or seven of them flew to Thailand. Mm. And then they got three more intruders in Thailand. Yeah, that's right. But the thing about it was that on the way over on the plane, one of the girls got to come and sit with The Bachelor She New got an Zealand, upgrade. Yeah, in yeah. first class. <laughs> and the other ones didn't. How gross. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can go back and listen to our Bachelor in New Zealand episodes. They're a good time. They are a good time. You can actually... Yeah, there's plenty of ways to uh, download that series if you've never seen it. And there is an episode by episode... Uh, recap guide from your your best boys. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The podcast feed. Um, but anyway, back to Australia. Yeah. Um, the women meet Osha and Maddie in the courtyard, and Osha says there will be a series of activities that will help Maddie pick who he's keen to bring to hometowns. So an accurate summation of the entire series. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of this, like the <laughs> things that take place on this one episode. You could kind of just use that data to figure out who wins. Uh huh. Solve this whole thing in one night. Feel like we might be able to do that at the end of this. You could be, I'll be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that wouldn't make for that much of a TV uh, show. Should though. we address the rumor? 
the Daily Mail. I was sent this earlier in oh, the week. Oh, good. Our favorite. I know, our favorite news outlet. Yeah. Um, and sponsor of this program. Actually, could we get some Daily Mail SponCon? <laughs> Can you imagine? That would kind of be sick. No, you know what that would do? That would instantly ruin this program. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Not gonna happen Burning bridges apparently How about we hear from The Daily Female for a change uh, Here we go yeah, Yes yeah. that's a bit better mm-hmm. Yeah um, Well the Daily Female Yeah uh, Published an article That said Maddie J And blank uh, Were getting out there And having a little Well that's very interesting Rumour that we just uh, Deleted from the podcast Yeah look uh, <laughs> If you want to find out About it Don't look it up Yeah, yeah. Don't go to that Shitty website Don't Look don't give the traffic To the people who are uh, Rumour mongers mm. Except to the unless they're me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me uh, look, we're not rumor mongers. No, we're not mongers of anything. Yeah, we are scientists. Yeah, we're analysts. Bachelors of Science, mm. I believe, is the name of this program. Something like that. It's been a long time since the intro. We've been doing a lot of chat. <laughs> I can barely remember. <laughs> and also, I wasn't really paying attention because you told me to just kind of relax at the start. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, we want you to really ease into this, your birthday episode. Yeah. Um, so Osha will be scoring their answers to several questions uh, and the winner will get some alone time with Maddie where they will be serenaded by the one and only James Blunt in Sydney's only music venue, Star City. <laughs> <laughs> God. Tragic, right? Elora oh. um, <laughs> uh, seems particularly set on picking this up since she awkwardly tried to pash Maddie in front of everyone at last week's cocktail party. Correct. Yeah. If you remember. Um, and uh, she wants to make up some ground. But Kobe seems like the more enthusiastic blunt head. She gets a <laughs> little vox pop where she's like, oh, I love James Blunt. Every one of the songs, all of them. You're, You're beautiful. beautiful. And the others. <laughs> and everything on the. Greatest Hits album at this point? Uh, no, there's no Greatest Hits album. Okay. Um, let me tell you that there are four or five studio albums and an EP. If mm. you get the chance to look up the EP cover, it's very funny. Oh, is it? What's? Can you give me a little tease? It's uh, Grayscale, mm. but it's his face and he's making a weird expression. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. You know, like one of those like faces that you might make? Mm. That. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen a face like that. You've seen a face like that? Uh, I think the Beatles have seen a face too. Mm. Um, but there's no Beatles cover on the James Blunt. Let's bring it right <laughs> back around. Kobe loves James Blunt. How do you feel about James Blunt? Uh, well, I feel like I've almost already addressed it. I'm aware of him. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm aware of that one song. Yeah. I don't really like his voice that much. Yeah. But, you know, no, no, no. No, he sucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Look, the voice is grating. I think he writes interesting pop songs. Um... And he's also kind of a savant on Twitter. That is true. Yeah. I've seen some fun social media stuff. I'm sure he's like very self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure. Like, like he's fascinating. If you watch interviews with him, like he used to be in the army, but he left that to pursue music. Mm. But uh, you know, also has this like uh, background in like uh, understanding of psychology, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, he's a fascinating kind of dude. I don't love the voice. Mm. Um, or the songs that much, mm. but uh, as a person who exists in the world and is a popular singer, I am so fine with him yeah. like ripping people to shreds on the internet and then being able to tour off the back of that and having some like lovely You're Beautiful. And do you know the other one? What is it? Goodbye, my lover. Because no chance I've heard friend. that. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. No, this is news to me. I love you it. You don't know Goodbye, My Lover no. by James Blunt? No, 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 no. It was the second single off that album, 2004, right. Back to Bedlam. Wasn't paying attention. Get right in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's not great, but you'd know it. It's mm. an earworm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, not to be blunt, but I don't ah. think he's very good. 
Uh, <laughs> so Osha suggests that the women might actually know more about each other than Maddie does at this point. Yeah. So we're going to find out what they really think of one another with this game in which the women are asked a question and they have to collectively rank themselves in order from most to least. So who's the funniest? Um, everyone agrees that Tara is the funniest pretty quickly. Uh, and Elora ends up last since, as Tara says, she's sexy the whole time. <laughs> and then jokingly, she says, you can't be sexy and funny. Trust me. Um, look at me and Max, Tara. It's possible. Have you seen this, Tara? Yeah. Have you seen what's going on on this podcast? Yep. I'm making I'm sure she right has. Now. I'm sure she's paying a lot of attention. Oh, uh, I like Tara, though. She's great. No, she is good. Yes. Mm, mm. Hope she wins. Yeah. Not going to um, win, but hope she wins. Elora puts her name down for most down-to-earth, most adventurous, and most considerate, and generally seems less willing to compromise and move around, uh, you know, her her rankings with the other women. Um, but as Flo will tell you, it's totally fine to do basically whatever you want during one of these group dates, and you'll still get through. <laughs> um, so, you know, she puts herself in and gets the most points, and it works, and it's great, and it's fine. She doesn't get knocked out. Laura and Tara get knocked out this round. Flo's great. Yeah, uh, flow's great, and, uh, you know, Laura's doing what she needs to do. That's fine. <laughs> um, the next round sees them picking their top five relationship deal breakers and matching them up with Maddie's. Mm. Maddie's first one is not wanting to have children, which is an interesting number one, especially when you consider that his number two is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> <laughs> for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. cheating's real bad. Yeah, cheating's could real be a bad. problem. Yeah, if you're in a relationship with someone and they're cheating on you, but they do want to have children. Yeah. You don't or, hold out. You know, I mean, like, do whatever you need to do, but that's tough times. Yeah, you can overcome. He's saying he can't overcome not wanting to have kids, but he can overcome you wanting to fuck another dude mm. without telling him. Mm. Um, there's, there's, and there's also lying, stubbornness, and bad manners, which I think is interesting. Bad manners yeah. is a deal breaker. Get How much does that matter? Real. Like, yeah. No, if you like your person, you overlook all of their flaws. Yeah. Let's be real. And, like, bad manners is such a petty thing, and it also seems to result from, like, a cultural or classist sort of thing, where yeah, it's like, look, you didn't learn to use the right spoon or the right knife and fork or whatever. Like, it introduces all those elements or whatever. Um, and different cultures say, have different table manners, different man. you know, like, yes, people behave in different ways. You people, shouldn't expect yeah. everyone to fall in line. Some people are from Dutchland. That's right. Yeah. Let me also say this. I went on tour with bad manners in 2011. <laughs> And they were pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So not a deal breaker for you. Formative, second wave ska band. <laughs> Two-tone, came over from England, sure. invited us on tour. We were like, okay, sounds great. Love you, Bad Manners. Mm -hmm. They were very old, but very fun. Sure, yeah. Had a great time. Sure they know how to have a good time. Yes. They probably got fun hats. Certainly do have fun hats. Yeah. My Uber driver the other night on the way to the gig had a fun hat in, the, in his boot. And I thought, when you pull up and you go to the club, this is the hat that you get out of your car and then yeah. you pop your boot and you put your hat on. Fuck yeah. 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 I had an Uber driver the other day who had a, uh, he had a fun boot in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> he had a shoe for a head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> bad, bad birthday jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cut it if you want. Kobe is, you're editing it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe is knocked out. Um, and then there needs to be a tiebreaker. Uh, so being incompatible in the bedroom is used, um, which knocks out flow. Um, being incompatible in the bedroom. I guess that's just a workaround. They're not trying to say something. It kind of sounds homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it in the homophobic I didn't think about it in a homophobic sense. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess like... I mean, people can be incompatible. People can be incompatible. Gender, in the, yeah. Like, have you had bad sex before? 
Um, no, but I've heard it's great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to decide between Elora and Elise, Maddie wants to find out what they think makes a great relationship work. Yeah. And uh, the one of them who falls most in line with Maddie's values uh, will get to go watch James Blunt with him. Kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. Don't like this. He's like, I'm so invested in James Blunt. I need the perfect, perfect person who totally aligns with my worldview to come with. Yeesh. Um, we see Elise very obviously opening a packet of extra chewing gum <laughs> when she is sketching out her answer, I guess, to help her think. Is that one of the side effects of this gum? That is, yes. It yeah, really is like it. a miracle sort of snake oil situation. It really is. You know, you have it after breakfast, you have it after dinner, you have it after lunch, and you have it after thinking. Mm, that's yeah. right, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, the yeah. four things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the brain fresh, you know. <laughs> Um, anyway, there's a reveal that shows that the women have to deliver these little speeches to Maddie in a little fake marriage ceremony, um, which the other women watch on a screen. Oh. Very odd. If you ask me, this is the kind of thing that really compromises the sanctity of the institution of marriage. Uh, and that's why I'll be voting no on the make-believe reality TV marriage postal survey when that comes around good yes yes um elise goes first and she smashes it um she starts by saying i want somebody who admires and is not intimidated by my strength and ambition um which i really love it's Sick. not just like goopy like maddie bait you know yeah. she's actually saying what she wants in a partner which is awesome which is really good yeah, yeah. um it seems really sincere like it's coming from a good place uh elora's one focuses on passion and adventure um, and as Laura says in her recap, uh, it sounds like she's written them specifically with Maddie in mind. Right. Um, it does kind of feel like she is appealing to what he is looking for a little bit. And also what the portrayal of her has been so far on this show. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she's probably aware enough to know that she's being presented in a particular way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's definitely playing up to that archetype as well, yes. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tara just kind of says it was weird. <laughs> um, Good. She, yeah, she's getting a lot of good Vox Pops. Um, anyway, Maddie picks Elise, saying, we're on the same page when it comes to what we want from a relationship and our future. Um, so, okay, here we go. Let's go watch James. Let's go do some blunt. Yeah. Um, so, Maddie and Elise sip wine, and Maddie talks her through how every week the connections and feelings are getting stronger. Not specifically with her, just the no, connections. No, no. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, she says she enjoys his company more and more every time. And then all of a sudden the conversation switches to James Blunt and how cool it is that this big superstar international music celebrity <laughs> is coming on the show. Um, this is definitely the best get, though, that they've had, I mean, right? for sure, yeah. yeah. A lot of the time we don't even recognize them. Um, JB obviously has so many classic hits that we remember and love. Yes. For instance, You're Beautiful. Yes. And the list just goes on. The, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Wait, did James Did you sneak James on the podcast? As a little birthday surprise James, how did you like being on The Bachelor? Goodbye, my lover Oh no, he's Something's happened <laughs> he's, he's stuck making that weird face From that EP cover He's not even really looking at me. He's kind of <laughs> gazing through me. It's very uncomfortable. So James and his band mime along to a song, and they're definitely not playing it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the song is called Don't Give Me Those Eyes, um, and it, it fades into the background somewhat ominously after the first chorus, which is really weird. weird editing. Yeah, and then the standard like Bachelor score kicks in while they're slow dancing together. 
Uh, and in voiceover, they both talk about how much they're opening up and how they need to keep themselves open to love whilst things are progressing so quickly, yada, yada. Um, as the song ends, so we transition back into the end of the song. Yeah. Uh, the two share a kiss. Um, it's very good timing. Thank you, editing team. Um, just like that was very good timing. Well done. Thank Thanks, you. Me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. What do you think about this connection between Maddie and Elise? It's all happening very fast. Yeah. It's, it's definitely towards the end of the, uh, the thing. We've certainly mentioned before that it, it has shades of Maddie and Georgia love. True. Yeah. yeah. They've talked about it being a slow burn. I almost feel like it just kind of wasn't burning until recently. Yes. Um, which Maddie kind of addresses too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean like, you know, it's, it, it's such a crazy environment. I could believe it. Just Absolutely. As easily as anybody else, really. Yeah, yeah, and it is one of those things where, like, uh, maybe by uh, virtue of the format, you don't get to spend time with this person until mm. later, and now all of a sudden you're spending a lot of time with them and you like them quite a lot. Mm. Um, I think that Elise is cool. I really think that it's cool that she knows what she wants. I don't see her as the winner, but I'm really glad that we were right about her. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as uh, yeah, so they they have this kiss, which James Blunt watches from on stage. Yeah, so weird. After his performance is finished, yeah. before saying "Go on then" and walking off stage, <laughs> which is really strange. And he he, the band is still there. Like he yeah, walks yeah. off stage, he but the band gets, is still there. Yeah. We cut away instantly, but they should have shown the reaction shot of the band just being like, "Ah, uh, James, <laughs> come back." We only played one song, and even then, you kind of. <laughs> Zoned out halfway through. <laughs> um, but so instead, James is just like, Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You've been the one. You've been the one for me. Wow. And Max has plugged the drum machine back in, and I'm very excited about it. Um, let's go to the single date, shall we? Worst idea. <laughs> no. I immediately turned it off. Oh, come on, Max. Away. Oh, you've just snapped it in half. That seems a little much. Um, okay, so Maddie has chosen Kobe as his last single date uh, partner before Hometowns. Um, we reflect for a moment on the horse date that they shared in episode four, um, although not on the only moment of that date that I remember. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that fucking oh boy! Are we That's about to have horse dick two point Yeah, well, I mean, you know, kind of. Um, <sighs> Maddie hasn't felt things developing with Kobe too much since then, and Kobe admits to having pulled back a little bit, um, but she's still hopeful that this will be her second chance. So they meet by a river where Maddie presents her with a clue as to how they'll be spending their day. It is a pink helmet um, decorated with rainbow and unicorn stickers. Um, props to the props department. Yeah. Um, and Kobe guesses that they might be whitewater rafting or something. Cute. Fair guess as well because yeah. it's a boat thing. Yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're going on what's called a trees adventure. This strikes me as being quite similar to the tree adventure that Matty J uh, actually won the single date on mm. last year because he had trapeze experience. That's right. Do you remember Matty J has all these weird things where he's like, no, I love pottery. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been on a trapeze before. I am frustrated by this aspect of Matty, and, mm. and we'll talk about it in a sec. Um, so, yeah, this is the trees adventure thing. It's a big old jungle gym that's in the actual jungle yep. um, and not in a gym, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it's about 20 meters up in the air, yeah. all up amongst some trees. Um, Kobe says that she's very afraid of heights, so we're doing this thing again. Yeah, great. Uh, which we always love. Did when Kobe jump out of the plane? Do you no. No. Uh, oh, no, she might have been on that day. Oh, wait, no, no, hang on. I think that was the episode. So Kobe was 
on the horse dick episode date. Okay, because that's wow. a good clarifier. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. Kobe was on the horse dick date. <laughs> and then uh, the other women, including Simone, right. jump out of the plane. You could be right, really yeah. Sure. I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they get to work climbing, and while she's not showing nearly the same amount of like external signs of stress that Simone was on that skydiving group sure. date, it's still a pretty uncomfortable watch, in my opinion. Um, Maddie deliberately tries to oversell the danger as a joke, which to me is not super funny. It's kind of mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he's he, you can tell he's being lighthearted about it, and like yeah. I I know that she's not thinking that he's being serious or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like eh, no, read the room, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or the trees. Read or... the room is a great yes, correct. Yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of like that move, I guess, is something that you would do to deflect from your own insecurity or fear about doing this thing. Yeah. But, as you were saying before, like we know Maddie is like secretly really good at everything. Yeah. And so it kind of just comes off as a little bit mean. Like it's obvious he's very experienced and very comfortable doing this kind of thing. So mm. it's like, don't like showboat at the same time. Yeah. He's got a little bit of Mowgli to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it comes to jumping off trees and doing weird shit mm. like this. Yeah. And it's like, don't showboats if you're not going to bloody jump in one. Don't exactly. Right. Yeah. This isn't a showboat date. It's a boat boat date. Yeah. Well, it's actually a, just a tree climb that sort of situation within itself is fucked yes um as kobe crosses the course she talks in voiceover about not wanting to leave the house with any regrets maddie says he wants this date to transition into something a little bit more intimate maybe you shouldn't have put the date up in a fucking tree (laughs) you always say things like this bachelors yeah yeah exactly and then you put them in a tree or a situation that they don't want to be in yeah they have to walk down a building in high heels yeah yeah like the obviously we all know the most intimate thing that two people could do together is to engage in some kind of you know competitive extreme sport (laughs) with like (laughs) limited opportunities to even talk to one another that's That's exactly the thing that's how the best relationships begin Uh yeah um anyway kobe reckons she is back where she needs to be um she overcomes her beer and they do the thing good on you guys good on you everybody they settle down at a bachelor couch set up at the base of the course which i think is quite a nice little location for it Uh uh-huh um where they toast with ciders as maddie congratulates kobe on overcoming her fear of heights yeah um sort of denying she ever had one in the first place he's like ah when you said you were so afraid of heights i didn't think this was gonna work out or whatever and he's yeah. Yeah. Turns out maybe you didn't have a fear of heights or something. Oops. Yeah. I think she's allowed to fucking say that. <laughs> um, he then asks, how do you feel about where we're at right now? And Kobe says, I love spending time with you. I feel like we're dating. I don't feel like there's anyone else here, but I feel like I'm holding back a tiny bit. I'm terrified of falling for you because you're amazing. Um, and Maddie again pulls the, uh, I remember when I was on the bachelorette last year type of thing yeah. to empathize with Kobe, like, mm-hmm. you know, which is effective. It's a good move. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I almost sure feel like it's a bit of a crutch. Yeah. It's a, it, like, it's a crutch, but to be fair to Maddie, like he is one of the few people who has been in a situation that's similar to this and that's actually true. can empathize. Yeah. And I think it's a fair thing to say to someone who is experiencing doubt. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it does seem to work. Um, she says, you have to have good foundations. You can't rush these things. Um, demonstrating the kind of insight that you would think would have ruled her out in the audition process, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't rush these things. Get off the show. <laughs> um, that's all we do here. Um, Maddie calls her the sweetest, most positive and caring person I've ever come across. Uh, and she begins to get misty eyed. But then he says, the most frustrating thing is... You can have all the perfect ingredients to fall in love with somebody, and it just doesn't happen. For me, it hasn't happened. That spark's not there. And today, I was really wanting it to happen so much. And 
then Kobe says, I was a little bit scared. I think I just may have held back, but I understand, and I do want you to be happy. Wow. And this is very abrupt, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as we might have thought that this was going to happen at some point, um, it certainly didn't feel like it was being signposted during the date. No. And I feel like Maddie himself could have probably done a little bit better. Sure. I feel um, like maybe also this was a longer conversation um, that had been edited mm. perhaps around or condensed as well mm-hmm. um, because we need to fit this into a 60 to 90 minute time frame. Yeah. And the other thing is like obviously maybe you want it to feel abrupt and shocking to the audience so all of those little things those little indicators aren't quite there. Yeah. I yeah. think you could be right. Um, he does He does sort of help her to preserve her dignity in the way that he sends her home. He does does a lot of highlighting of her positive attributes, um, which I think is good. It's yes. what you should do. Yeah. Um, but it's still really clear that he has all the power um, in this situation. And, you know, it's another instance where we end up, like, lingering on, like, female tears and sure. that sort of thing. It's just like, TV, He's stop the it. bachelor. Stop yeah. it. Yes. Um, Kobe seems properly heartbroken in yeah. her recap. Yeah, she really seems very, very upset by this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in The Limit Exit, she says, you can't fight fate. It just wasn't meant to be. Um, kind of a big bummer. She's a very positive person, yeah. I think, and she has been a real sort of beacon of, of positivity amongst the women in the house. Mm. And so to see her being crushed like this is just really upsetting. It's really sad, um, but I feel like in casting, you know, maybe they also cast someone who they know is going to get their hopes up, and unfortunately that yeah. was her this season um, as a huge bastion of optimism mm. who... You know, unfortunately, it wasn't quite there. But if it was there, mm. you know, that would have been an amazing love story as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, um, like she says. And uh, yeah, so we go to a cocktail party. And it feels kind of weird at this point in the episode to to cut to a cocktail party. Because yeah. we've already said goodbye to somebody. And it's weird to think that we're going to go from a final six to a final four in the one episode. Especially this close to the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the women discuss who might be sent home tonight. Uh, as well as what's taking Kobe so long to come back from her single date. Um, suddenly, Osha Ginsberg appears. Um, Missed you, Osh. Yeah, and the women um, the women all seem pretty concerned for some reason, even though it's an appearance by the perfect host of the show, Osha Ginsberg. So weird. I can't understand that at all. They Why? should all be yeah, like, yeah. Osha! Here's a- hey! hey! Tell us what Sky Sebastian really like. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, he eventually breaks the news that Maddie and Kobe did not share the romantic connection that Maddie was looking for and that she will be going home tonight. Uh, we see all the women being very shocked, and Osha ominously tells them that there will still be a rose ceremony in five minutes. Bum, bum, bum. A ticking clock appears on screen, and, you know, <laughs> strings rise and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And one know. of you is safe tonight mm. by the virtue of Australia's vote. <laughs> and you can phone in with your support. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, text into our, yeah. Uh-huh. Line. And Tara's, like, sitting there, and she's, like, making a little tea at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With her fingers. It's very good branding. Um... So, yeah, and in, in five minutes, because we watched that many fucking commercials on this TV show, uh, we arrive at the rose ceremony. Um, Maddie hands out roses to Elise, Laura, and then Flo, leaving Elora roseless. Um, he apologizes to her for not being the guy for her. She says she doesn't know what to say, but she smiles through her sadness, saying the other women are kick-ass, and he better make them happy, or she'll kick his ass. Um, don't kick... <laughs> <laughs> um, as she's walking away, Maddie calls her back to deliver a few more thoughts, um, which is I, I think it's nice. Yeah, it's good to be able to linger a little bit more and have a little bit more explanation. 
He says, the last thing I wanted was to hurt you. I view you as such a free spirit. I almost felt like if we were going to end up together, I'd be clipping your wings. I didn't want to be the guy to do that to you. To which she says, all good, I'll survive. Um, I actually kind of don't like this. I actually kind of fucking hate this. In, the, in a way. Like the what Maddie says. He, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I like that... Uh, like giving the opportunity to Alora to have some explanation, yes. you know, yes. um, and like as much as it maybe also feels like continuing to break her heart on the television, mm. um, and she has to just kind of stand there and take it, yeah. Um, like just, what he says is not great. I don't feel like it's a good enough excuse. I don't think it gives her anything like constructive that she can take away from it necessarily. Not that she needs to be like constructive. No, of or, course like, not. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, it it doesn't really. It's not satisfying. No, 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 and, no, no. And the, the issue is, I guess, like he—he's saying that, uh, you know, he's figured out what's best for her. Yeah. And you know, he believes that this is his decision to make. Uh huh. Um, you know, she—he's—he's he's decided that she is a free spirit, and uh-huh. he's decided that he doesn't want to be the one who imprisons her or whatever. Burn but it's just cage, like, yeah. I mean, of course, it's actually a decision that he has to make, yeah. obviously, on TV. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not his place to say when and where she should be like spreading her wings or whatever, you know? True. Um, that's that's an that's a question for Alora. Um, it is a question for Alora. Unfortunately, it's also a question for the format of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and you're right. Like, it isn't necessarily Maddie's fault. It's just kind of how the how the thing works. It just sucks. He could have worded it differently, and it would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. He could have um, said to her, um. We're different, and mm. I don't think that that's going to make us compatible in the long run as much yeah. as I like you. Or, like, I don't think our connection is quite as strong or meaningful. Or, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. People, you can get away with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, it is that. Uh, if, if we're to look at uh, masculinity through that framework, um, kind of that thing that dudes sometimes do, I guess, where they put the blame on themselves rather than... Uh, wanting to put the like diffuse the situation and put the blame on the girl and say mm. hey I actually don't like you that much mm. um, which is like I guess a cop out mm. I don't know yeah yeah um, but then, I guess in yeah, these situations like you kind of have to cop like you know you have to come up with a reason to say goodbye to somebody and a lot of the time it's not going to be a super satisfying one yeah um, but the format requires it yes. so you know he's done what he could that's the end of that episode. Let's move on to The Bachelor Australia, Season 5, Episode 13. Nope, 14. <laughs> Good one. We watch Maddie make himself a cup of tea and look out over the balcony of the batchy pad. I bet he is fiending for an avocado at this point, but he can't figure oh, out how to get into one. singing for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when you wake up at the batchy pad and you're having your cup and you're like, I just want to chomp on something. That's something exactly it. Squishy and green. Just want to chomp right in straight avo. Hell yeah. I had probably an entire avocado with my breakfast today. But did you have it? Was there anything else? Would you have it straight? There were other ingredients. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, cut to our first hometown date. Uh, we yeah, see this is hometown week. Hello. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Go home. Um, everyone get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie, go all over. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see a shot of a huge roller coaster, um, and the Chiron on the screen says that this is Tara's hometown. Um, it's it's the Gold Coast. It's we Queensland. We a lot about this, Savior. We sure did, because we're like, does she live on a roller coaster? <laughs> 
Um, specifically, it's Warner Brothers Movie World. Uh, TM, TM. TM, <laughs> TM. Yeah. You've been to Movie World? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we... Um, I, I went there a lot as a kid because I oh, grew up right. near there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You did tell us your Gremlins ride story. Yeah, I was wondering if I've talked about this on the podcast or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I shut the whole fucking place down <laughs> with my extremely powerful tears. <laughs> Those little Gremlins are so scary. <laughs> We didn't see any on the show. But no, I was fucking no, no, white knuckle clenching real. the fucking armrest oh the whole time. God. Yeah. Um, so Tara has apparently requested to meet Maddie there. Um, <laughs> weirdly, it's completely empty. Yeah. Maybe it's just a slow day. Might be a slow day. Might be that thing where Dreamworld killed someone last year. Oh, and people God. are scared of, uh, of theme parks true, now. True. True. Yeah. Um, Maddie says it's a dream for him to go to a theme park with no one else there. Tara is there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But it's hard not to get caught up in their enthusiasm. It's beautiful. This seems like a real fun time. Um, a montage uh, plays of Maddie and Tara's best moments, um, which is mostly Tara screaming on a camel on a bike about his ass, etc. A lot of good screams. It's a great screaming montage. And note that in this episode, we don't get that with any of the other women, really. No, not really. There's yeah. a little clips of stuff, but it's, yeah, it's definitely mo- a we little more glowing We don't get the full here. montage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> montage. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Maddie talks about Tara bringing out the kid in him. Um, all right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, it is like a childlike kind of date, I guess. Yeah. But movie it's World fun. is, yeah. I mean, Movie World is kiddie, yeah. but then also adults doing it is fun to watch, I think. Um, and we watched them ride the DC Rivals Hyper Coaster. Oh, you looked it up. I sure did. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it used to be uh, maybe the like Wild Wild West oh, ride. I or remember something. the Wild Wild Rat. Yeah. What? The Wild Wild West? <laughs> Surely Will Smith thought you pronounced that. Right? <laughs> said it so many times in the song. Well, well, West. You're pronouncing it wrong. It's actually the Wiki Wiki one. <laughs> um, Tara walks away from a carnival game with a big teddy bear under her arm, etc., etc. We've seen these things. Maddie throws a thing on a bottle. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they share milkshakes at the uh, the cute little old timey part of Movie World called Wild West Falls, which is not Wild Wild West. It's so weird that they had Wild Wild West. Yeah, and they've gotten rid of it, but yeah. they've kept Wild West Falls. Yeah, it's like the props are still hanging around, but they didn't want to keep tying in with that movie that hasn't been remembered that fondly, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> from 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tara prepares Maddie for their trip to her sister's place, um, where they will meet her sister, Marie. Um, Marie! <laughs> and, and, and her partner, Marie. her partner Rick. Um, her other sister, Belinda, and her partner, Toddy, and Tara's brother, Troy. Do you get all that? <laughs> just like introducing just yourself. About everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. I was thinking about how this is like meeting the entire cast of like neighbors in one go. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? This is Tony. Here's Steph. Here's D. Here's D's weird twin. Mm. I've been keeping up with neighbors on the internet. You got D. D's weird twin. D's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie asks who he should be cautious of, and the answer is her protective younger brother Troy. Um, and there are lots of sinister strings to show how serious this is. We should note that this is going to be the format for this entire episode. So they're going to do a cute date together. And then Maddie's going to ask who he's meeting. And then he's going to ask which one of those people that he should be careful of. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to meet the family. And then he's going to have a tough conversation with the person. It's going to seem nice for a bit. Yeah. Then there'll be that one tough conversation. We'll yep. end on a cliffhanger, go to an ad break. Then yep. we'll come back and it'll actually not be that tough of a it'll conversation. It'll probably end up being okay. Yep. Um, and then he'll smooch them and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's keep going. It's a good show. Please don't tune out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, cut to Surfer's Paradise for the actual hometown date. Tara's nieces and nephews rush up to her saying, Auntie Tawa! Auntie Tawa! It's very sweet. I like that. Um, It's a much gentler entrance than Maddie had anticipated, at least until one of the tiny kids says, Do you love each other? Cute. It's very cute, and it's very not serious, and a fun thing that someone told this kid to say. Yeah. Maddie's like, I like like Tara very much. She's very special. And Tara's like, maybe you'll love each other. Maybe we'll love each other one day, but that's up to him, which I think is super great. (laughs) Um, Super hilarious scene, but uh, they're still underscoring it all with this really suspenseful music. Yeah, yeah, it's quite tense. What if the four-year-old niece doesn't, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Yeah, and so anyway, the four-year-old niece takes Maddie outside (laughs) for a conversation. (laughs) Cut to commercial. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of suspenseful music, uh, Troy appears wearing a backwards cap and drinking a Han Super Dry. I fucking love Troy. Yeah. Troy is like what I could have been, you know? Like I look <laughs> at Troy and I just think like if I stayed in Ballina, yeah, maybe that's where I would end up. I think Troy is the boys incarnate, mm. essentially. And he has got some boys which, which show their, who show their heads as well. Yeah. I mean, Troy's boys are... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tara's sister's husbands mm. um, who are a little bit more inclusive and do the handshake thing and we'll get to the very funny cheers moment yes. in just a minute yeah. Um, yeah he doesn't seem too amused by Maddie's joking around he takes him outside for a chat the boys come too they put some meat on the machine as you described <laughs> it <laughs> they're having a barbie um, they all cheers with their beer bottles except for Troy who remains very steely eyed and sort of glancing off at Maddie with a determined sort of <laughs> controlled rage <laughs> ah Troy's fucked it's such a funny passive aggressive thing to do is it's like so I'm not fucking cheersing you mate <laughs> whoever the fuck you think you are you're not getting a little ding off this bottle that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to earn that <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty, he's a pretty textbook bachelor hometown, like protective tough guy brother, I think. Yes. Um, which is an archetype that we've seen so many times on the show. I've seen it heaps. He is a really, like, he's a good one though, you know, like he is so stoic and he just stands there with his backwards hat cap and he's drinking his beer and he's five foot 10 and clearly compensating for something. Yeah. And, like he's so in character. Yeah. Like yeah. he's been told to do this and he's like, right. Right. Okay. I'm going to take two years off and I'm going to study. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's very method. Oh, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, Maddie mentions Tara's family are not being that subtle, which seems more like a criticism of the show and the editing yeah. than of them. Yeah. Um, Maddie says he wishes he could say whether or not he ends up with Tara, but it is too soon to say. To which Troy responds, liar. Cut to commercial as well. It's, it's so very good. good. It's very good. However, after the ad break, uh, it's all like soft piano and forgiveness. Everything's fine. Yeah, Troy hopes Maddie makes the right decision. It seems to really empathize with him all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's classic. He sort of seems to understand that Maddie's in a situation where he's on the TV and can't say right now that he's not going to pick Tara. Yeah. Um, we watch the family sit around the dinner table. We learn that Tara's brother-in-law, Toddy, is another person who will ask whatever's on his mind. Um, and he says, Maddie's a good-looking guy. How come he can't find a partner without going on The Bachelor? Fair question. Fair question, Toddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maddie responds by name-checking Tim Robards and Sam Woods. Um, previous 
Bachelors from yes. the TV show The Bachelor. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, Sam Woods is now getting married, so he talks about how much he believes in the process and that kind of thing. Yeah. This is a weird little bit of, like... Uh, Bachelor masturbation. <laughs> it is, a, yeah, it's interesting. Basta, bachelor Bash, yeah, it's not going to quite happen. No, is it? Couldn't yeah. quite. Too much ch st in the one, whatever. But yeah, look, if you're going to name check successful bachelors, they're the ones to go for. Like, if imagine if you were like, just I watched Blake Garvey's season, yeah, and I thought if I can't get with the girl who comes first, at least I can have a like a relationship in Bali with the girl who comes third for a little while. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if he had have name-checked Richie, like, because this would have been filmed before Richie and Alex split oh, up, yeah, right? Definitely. So if you had been Absolutely. like, oh, and another great successful Bachelor couple. <laughs> uh, no, they do have people who edit this show. <laughs> That's good. Noted omission, Richie. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Tara's sister, Belinda, pulls Maddie away for another one-on-one chat where he is asked if he knows what he wants. Um, we see Maddie struggle with the idea that he, may- he might break Tara's heart. The last thing he wants to do is hurt anyone's feelings. Um, and again, Maddie reflects on when he was on The Bachelorette and how this stage of the journey felt for him, how mm. troubling it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, it comes off very well, um, as is the pattern. Maddie says, today was just perfect, and Maddie's family do seem to really like him, even if there's a little bit of that standard sort of manufactured drama with the boys. Yeah. Um, look, it's a strong look from Tarzapan here. I'm really... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pleased with how everything's going for her. Yeah. I'm pleased with this podcast, dude. <laughs> um, Tara says, Sometimes I get scared of opening up because I think that I'll be let down in the end. Maddie says, I know how scary it is to open up and tell me how you're feeling. And Tara says, I don't want to miss this chance. I want to be with you at the end of this. And I can really see myself falling in love with you. Boom. Bang. Domino's falling. I can really see myself falling in love with you. From like a third person perspective. Ah, the phraseology is beautiful, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it bizarre? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like I had a dream or a premonition <laughs> in which one day I will. <laughs> I saw the outfit I was wearing. <laughs> like Raven Simone somewhere <laughs> up in the distance. It's like. <gasps> yeah. 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 Um, they share a passionate kiss. Um, and Maddie says, see you, Tazzy. Yeah, what's up? Wait, Tazi? Tazi? Or yeah, something like yeah, that. Tazo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, See a big T. Tuberculosis <laughs> TB. Tasmania. <laughs> TB? Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, up next is Flo. Um, who wait, meets... wait, wait. I want to talk about how Tara cries at the end of that. Oh, okay. Talk about Did it. Did you see that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so Tara, uh, Maddie leaves and he says, See you, Tazi. And then the camera lingers on Tara for a little bit and she cries because she gets real emotional and happy about it. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. You're right. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 It is sweet. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a, yeah, it's not the vicious, sad cry that we've seen before. No, no, no. It's, Um, yeah, it's really kind of sweet and nice. And she realizes how much that she has feelings for him and that she's just put herself on the line for this dude. Yeah. It's cool. So, up next is Flo, who meets Maddie somewhere in Melbourne. Um, I've been there. Uh, And she's decided to bring some of Holland to Maddie. Um, so she's got cheeses, they're near a windmill, and she even asks, will you accept this tulip? Offering him... Uh, really fucking cute. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, offers him a red flower. It's very good. I like it. Um, they're going to ride bikes to a little picnic spot by the water um, where they will share some Dutch beer, and uh, and they start chatting about how exciting it is to show off your new person to other people, which is incredibly true and a very wonderful, sincere, positive thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Super this cute. a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful feeling. It's kind of like this date really like is a little bit of a misdirect for me and it may just be the edit or, uh, you know, what they've chosen to include from flowing confessionals because what she's pitching here about, uh, 
how excited she's going to be to show Maddie off to her friends mm. and all that kind of stuff and how beautiful and cute this conversation is, uh, is really turned on its head by Dates End and we'll get into it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is it is an interesting misdirect that they've it used is odd, this to it? kind of set up. Yeah, yeah, because I'm feeling so positive at this Me point. Me too. I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, they share a little kiss uh, as the camera pans over them or, in this very idyllic spot. What's that? They put their tulips together. Oh my god! Yes, fantastic. <laughs> ah, thank you, Max Quinn on Twitter. <laughs> Five stars. Um, Flo reveals. My parents and my brother and sister are at home in Holland. That's why I decided to introduce you to my two favorite friends, Molly and Maha. Not Molly and me. That's uh, one friend and it's a DVD. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. sad. Um, she Don't says... Don't and watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Things won't end well. That would be a weird hometown date if it was just... I would like to introduce <laughs> you to my family, Molly and me, on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Marley is apparently the more blunt and direct one of the two, the one that Maddie's going to have to look out for. Um, coming from Flo, who has no qualms about speaking her mind, seems a little intimidating to Maddie. Mm. Um, he's a little concerned about it, but, uh, yeah, at the front door, um, which I noticed is decorated with little, uh, like, uh, stained glass roses. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did they get a little batchy makeover maybe, or maybe something? just get a little bit of a batchy makeover. Mm. Flo asks, are you nervous? You should be in... What I would describe is quite a playful way, um, but it seems to throw Maddie off a little bit. And yeah. he, he's talking about, in the voiceover, he's like, I don't wonder why Flo's messing with me right now. I don't really... And I'm like, dude, come on. You do this shit to everyone all the time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And maybe this is a, uh, a little bit of a taste of your own medicine. Uh, and it maybe feels a little bit like that throughout this date with, with Flo. Yeah. Um, and Maddie doesn't take it very well. Um, and it does seem like this question about, uh, are you nervous you should be? Mm. Um, might be the conduit for things really going a little bit off. south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although I would say you fucking should be, dude. Yeah, like, definitely. Personally, like if this was someone who you really, really cared about, uh, and you were meeting their person for the like their family or their best friends in this case for mm. the first time, and it's a big TV event, and yeah, you're the bachelor and it's super smooth, but actually, like, I would feel nervous. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and also like. Um, he's so in power and so untouchable for literally the whole rest of the time. True. It's not such a big deal that he gets nervous like once. You know what I mean? 100%, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that some of these decisions must be hard to make and it puts you in weird emotional situations and that kind of thing. Sure, yes, yes. I'll buy that. Yes. But in terms of like just being frightened yeah. and just being ner- like this is it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up, buddy. Yeah. Um, so Flo is really excited to see her friends for the first time in what seems like quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, and Maddie feels like, uh, he says he feels a bit like a fourth wheel. Um, and like not in the good normal, like balanced distribution of weight in a vehicle type of fourth (laughs) wheel. Four wheels is pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Flo tells her friends that they can both be the bad cop, um, if they want to. And Mm -hmm. Maddie says, or you could both be the good cop. (laughs) He's like, he's really trying this this cutesy, charming thing here. Yeah. And none of these Dutch women are having a bar of it. It's not going over. No. He's also at one point tries to hold Florence's hand and she's like, puts it on the table and she's like, no. Hmm. <laughs> very, like, it's very peculiar. Yeah. I think yeah. she takes this control thing. Uh, I don't know whether she takes it too far, but like, she's certainly giving him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah. yeah. I think she's relishing the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. She's on home turf, like, you know, she can play by, yeah, by yeah, her exactly. own rules. Yes. It's kind of like how it's my birthday and you have to do all the work for this episode yeah, of podcast. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Marley steals Maddie away and Flo says, I feel like I'm in a cocktail party. <laughs> um, <laughs> they sit by the pool um, and she asks, so why did you choose to be on a show like this? 
Um, fair question, but also you're on it too now. So yes, very true. You've been roped into this. Glass houses. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Glass House, another great show. What a good show! I don't think she was ever on it though. I don't think so either. But who knows what Corinne Grant's up? Actually, I know what Corinne Grant's up to now. Please tell me. Sometimes she works at a law firm. Oh, good. Yeah, in Melbourne CBD. Oh, cool. There you go. Yeah. Um, Marley doesn't really approve of the process. Um, that is to say, The Bachelor. Um, and Maddie feels like, quote, this is going to be br- bloody brutal. And that, quote, even though there's a smile on her face, there really seems to be a lot of resentment right now. Yeah, there's a certain Lady Macbeth uh, happening here. Oh, yeah? Act the innocent flower, be the serpent underneath. Look at you! Yes! Fuck, man. This is a great podcast. Ah. Um, stars. Yeah, uh, Maddie thought this meetup with friends would be. <laughs> I celebrate really hard when I do one good thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've earned it. It's your birthday. Thank you. Um, Maddie thought that this meetup with friends would be a chilled out alternative to a family meeting, but the pressure gets to him a little bit. He admits that he has developed feelings for more than just Florence, um, which to uh, Marley sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, Maddie recognizes that it's unorthodox, but quote, unless you've been through it yourself, it's hard to understand it. Yep. Um, however, he says, quote, I like Florence because I like talking to her. I like the way she makes me feel. I like the way she makes me laugh. And I don't think there's any faking that. You know when you like somebody. Everyone's making fair points here. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's, yeah, again, it's like it, there's some kind of challenge and then he kind of overcomes it because he's quite good at talking. Yes. boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maddie asks Marley whether Flo is ready to call Australia home. Um, and she says, I've been to cities. <laughs> I don't know the words. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What one, two, what happens? Four. I've been to Paris and I've been to Rome. But no matter how far I call this shit home. That was a bit that was a bridged version, I think. It was good. Mm. Well done. Yeah, I really really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh she actually says, having left her family in Holland, there will likely be more and more reasons for her to want to go back, so she doesn't really have a good answer for him. Fair. Fair. Totally fair. Her yep. whole family lives there, and if that family keeps growing and stuff, she's going to want to go visit, maybe exactly. go Exactly. Kind of like how uh, Maddie J uh, had a sister who lived in Australia who had a baby called George, mm. uh, and then he had to move back to Australia to be around his family. That's right, even though he was living in London before. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was his sister's name again? Uh, God, what was it? I can't remember. I don't think it was Humpback Whale Song. <laughs> Kate! 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 <laughs> <laughs> that good. I think she changed it from Humpback Whale Song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. Um, so, <laughs> Flo and Marley then have some time together where Marley asks if she is in love. Uh, and Flo says, I really like Maddie. And I definitely think I am falling in love with him. And it's hard because there are still three other girls. But I know for sure that I can fall madly in love with the guy. I do see a future with Maddie. Um, And it's time for Maddie to go. Yeah. At this point. Um, He and Flo say goodbye to her friends. And they share a moment out front together. Um, She says to him in this very intimate moment. She says, uh, one thing's for sure. And that's that I feel like I am on my way to falling in love with you. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> From misery to happiness. Is this just a like a karaoke episode? <laughs> Very much is. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, she says, every time I see you and every time I receive a rose, I feel like I'm closer to falling in love with you. 
Uh, this is the thing. You've just got to give girls roses all the time. That's right. Yep. One you per want week. Someone to fall in love with you, just give them a rose a week. Yep. Yeah. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our hot dating tip. Uh, up next, we are in Encounter Bay in South Australia. I love Encounter Bay. I've never oh been there, goodness. but it looks fucking beautiful. So gorgeous. Yeah. The tourism department must be like patting themselves on the back for this. I like, know. Yeah. It, like even though apparently the weather wasn't great, it looked gorgeous. It looks well really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. This is Elise's hometown. Yes. Um, Maddie has only just started to spend some quality time with Elise, um, but we really enjoyed their little hockey game. Uh, and of course, their James Blunt date was... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> also, the fishing thing. Let's not let's not forget. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our big sort of intro to her. I think properly. Elise is great. I really like Elise. Elise. Is good. She's also on the cooking date with her dad. Yes, which becomes relevant. We in love just a second. Elise's dad, Captain Andrew George, Captain something Morgan, Captain Morgan. <laughs> That's it. Elise said she had a whole day of beach activities planned, but the weather has really stitched them up. She's had to make new plans. Um, which I guess just seemed to involve going straight to their house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Really they just kind of walk. Yeah. Elise uh, hopes maybe one day that they can come back together. Uh-huh. Pretty nice move. Maddie reflects on having met Elise's dad, Phil. Uh, Phil. Yeah. Captain Phil. Captain Phil, that's right. Um, he even says, we had a bit of a connection. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we flash back on the blossoming romance between Phil and Maddie, which I think is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um Mari, Elise's mum, will also be there, and Elise warns that she has, quote, got a little bit of a devil on her shoulder, and she is not afraid to say something, even if it's a little inappropriate. Wow. Yeah. Um, Mum makes some slightly racist jokes, you can (laughs) just tell. Yeah. Um, Maddie says, I feel like it's going to be carnage. Um, Does he mean Elise's mum is the Spider-Man supervillain who, like Venom, belongs to a race of amorphous extraterrestrial parasites known as the symbiotes? Oh, I wish I'd seen Spider-Man. Is there a cricket on here? No. There it is. Okay, Okay, great. So the family sit together with Maddie and enjoy some sparkling white. And uh, I noticed that these are some really some sparkling whites. I noticed that too, yes. <laughs> In this family. Yeah, they certainly seem to chew extra, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Maddie describes the family as picture perfect. Um, it's a very uh, nuclear, heteronormative sort of picture of perfection, I guess. But... Uh, yeah, you know, they're nice people. Whatever. No, they're nice white people. Yes. We don't actually understand what the relationship is between uh, the two other people who are on the date. That's true. There are two other people who are not introduced or addressed at any point. No. It's like they could have just not been there. A hundred percent. But they may be Elise's brothers and sisters. They might be Elise's friend and his wife. Or it might be like knows. Elise's husband. That's true. It could <laughs> we well just be. Don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. There's definitely an element of polygamy that uh, needs to be addressed on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it starts here with Elise. They're not talking about it, you know? They're not talking about it. Yeah. Elise's mom, Mari, heads into the kitchen to start making the dinner, and Maddie follows her to offer a hand. Although, then it instantly cuts to nighttime. Yeah. In this very weird shift. And... And I'm thinking, like, maybe the weather was so bad that it just, like, ruined every bit of footage that they had. Like, maybe it was raining really loudly or something. Yeah. But it's super jarring. It it's is like, quite jarring and weird, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think it's, like, mid-sentence or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she asks how good he is at mashing potatoes. And she watches over him as he mashes them because, as she says, I don't trust you. <laughs> oh, this is so, like, and she stitches him up here so hard. Because Absolutely. if you were going to mash potatoes, do you know what you do not do? Mash them with a fucking fork. He was holding a fork. 
What the fuck? How fucking long have you got to he, mash these potatoes? Is that why we oh cut for so long? He rates himself as well. He's like, yeah, no, I'm pretty good at mashing potatoes. I'm actually a world champion. Not a lot of people know this, and I haven't told you, but when you invited me to this mashed potato thing, I grew up with a guy who lent <laughs> me his potatoes, and uh, we had good access. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On my boat, there were potatoes growing all of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, man. She got, he, or rather, Maddie got stitched up. Um, and then also, I think, overrated his own ability to mash potatoes with a fucking fork. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Maddie asks whether she means um, he doesn't trust... Sorry. Maddie asks whether she means she doesn't trust him with the food or with everything else. And she quite enthusiastically says both. <laughs> which is just fucking baller. I'm into that. It's sick. Um, Mari even gets a recap um, where she talks to the camera and she talks about how Elise takes some time to open up and Maddie needs to understand and respect that. Yeah. Um, and she's still getting these ominous sort of strings in the background. Um, she feels that they're at the beginning of a relationship, but they've got a long way to go. However, she could see them ending up together. And this is where the strings kind of turn and there's that beautiful, happy cadence where she mm. smiles and the strings kind of resolve in that wonderful uh perfect way yeah yeah perfect is in perfect cadence sure yeah but perfect also because we're talking about it on a good podcast that's true um when the family and maddie eat together elise's dad says elise looks genuinely happy and it's really refreshing to see her that way phil phil what cutie. a sweetie what a cutie um, can phil be the next bachelor Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be sick. That'd be amazing. Do you remember the old bloke on Married at First Sight this season? Yes, yeah. He was sick. He should be on Matchy. Yeah, and do you know what? The woman that they matched him with, uh, her name was maybe Deb or something, and mm. she just wanted a Polynesian. Mm. Oh, I love that Didn't so much. Out. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't Polynesian at all. And mm. she, like, the best part of that show was the uh, confessional where she, like, storms off from the camera, and she's like, I told them I wanted a Polynesian. They could have put an ad out. There could have been a hundred Polynesians right there. <laughs> I, I had love. one demand. Right? Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, he's sitting there being like, um, uh, hello. I have a, I have a unique cultural sons. identity. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elise's dad says, if this is what the future could look like with him, I'm all for it. Great. Very sweet. Elise and Maddie reconvene outside after this is all done, um, where Elise says, you mean a lot to me, and I hope it doesn't end soon, um, before they share a kiss. Um, Maddie, I think, on reflection, seems very drawn to Elise's family life. Yes. I think talking about them as a picture-perfect sort of uh, group, you know, it, it, it seems like he's really craving that like Australian dream sort of thing that we've been promised. Definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he says that he wants to have a life like that one day. To me, it's like as if their actual life is anything like the day that they have the bachelor over for dinner. Like <laughs> you're not getting a very realistic glimpse of what their life might be yeah. like, but, um, you know, no, the I, bachelor comes over for dinner all the time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, whoever yeah. it may be, <laughs> yeah, whoever yeah, the current yeah. bachelor is, yeah. or do they have? Remember when Tim Robard came over for dinner <laughs> to Elise's parents? Please? Yeah. 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 That was weird. Yeah. It was fucking so strange. Yeah. 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 Um, next up is Laura's hometown of Sydney. Um, first up, we meet Buster, Laura's incredibly adorable three-legged dog. It's cute as fuck. It is a cute dog. Yeah. Um, she takes a moment to talk up adopting rescue animals, which she did. Fuck oh. yes, Laura, you're the best. Laura's the winner. So good. Um, one of the most important things at the moment... Oh, sorry. Let um, me, let's, uh, I know that you're about to pause and say something different so let me just reflect right mm -hmm. here on laura's three-legged dog which is beautiful mm -hmm. they don't give 
adopt a three-legged animal confessionals to anyone but the winner of this show. That is true. That is true. Um, Who yeah. else is painted in that light? No, yeah, you're right. They're really throwing her a bone. Oh. <laughs> she has taken that bone and buried it yep. at the beach with her dog's other leg. Yeah. Oh, God, that was a bit dark. <laughs> hey, do you remember on US Bachelorette, yeah. um, we met the Bachelorette's dog who also had like a leg... Problem yeah, like what leg the, the hell cast? was that? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Rachel's Fun dog. coincidence. Mm. I should mention also, mm. just currently, mm. have a knee injury. Oh, yeah. What's up? How's that going? It's painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't really talked about this on the podcast at all. Um, and we've talked about it once in real life. Mm-hmm. You had a thing with your knee. Yeah. And then you went to a doctor. Got a bit of a fluid build up. Oh, you've got some fluid. Yeah. That's causing what it some is. Tension and, uh, oh, how do you fix it? Got to cry more. And that's why I'm looking oh, forward to the exciting, dramatic finale of the <laughs> <laughs> But I have to cry out of my knee, which is pretty tough to do. You cry with only one knee? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maddie says, one of the most important things at the moment is knowing exactly how she feels about me. And I'm hoping today will allow Laura to open up. So we're expecting to hear some magic words, I think. Yes. You know, that's kind of what that setup means to me. Um, they're going to pop up at some point. Uh, the I L Y. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie is excited to be back in Sydney. Uh, he and Laura apparently live within minutes of each other, which is interesting. Mm. They're both Sydney siders. Um, Buster, the very good boy, um, who is a dog, uh, seems to take to Maddie very quickly. Um, we uh, we see him like roll over on the sand, uh, you know, getting ready to receive some pats. He's a very good boy. Buster's a very good boy. And again, this edit is fucking glowing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's so important to note here that Laura is the winner. Her dog loves Maddie. She loves Maddie. Mm. As much as we're about to see some subterfuge from the camera. Yes. Man. Yeah. It's it's locked in. Yeah. yeah, Lock and load it. I would be shocked if it was not Laura. Probably more so than any previous shocking bachelor outcome legit yes like i can't yeah yep yeah uh maddie will be meeting three generations of laura's family um as she says literally everybody um and laura reveals that her sister alicia is the most protective and the one that he's gonna really need to impress Mm -hmm. um so cut to this great big gathering um nana nana is very cute and gives maddie a 10 out of 10 (laughs) which i like (laughs) um Maddie gives a very sweet and sincere thanks to the family for having him there, as he knows how important they all are to Laura. I like this a lot. Um, Soon after, Alicia pulls Maddie away and gives him a warning that he doesn't want Laura's heart to be broken. And again, we get this like sinister, brooding music underneath to make this seem like a really unreasonable question. Like, and how dare you? Yeah, and like like it's a real challenge for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Try not to break her heart. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And Maddie's like, uh, I don't think I can give you the answer that you want to hear. I just don't know. And we mm. cut to commercial, and it's all very stressful. After the ad break, he clarifies that he's been in love before and that those feelings, or those are the kind of feelings that he's having for Laura. So, like, he doesn't say it in the exact words, but like, He certainly says it. Yeah. Um, He compares his feelings to her, to the love between um, Laura's grandparents, who are also there, um, which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. When asked if he could fit into their lives, Maddie says, it's so nice to be at the dinner table and for it to just be easy and fun like this. Uh, And then laughing, he says, Buster and I get on pretty well as well. This is is the winner. 
This is the glowingest. Uh, well, there's nothing we can say. There's no commentary we can provide. No, keep it's, going. It's all right out there on the table. Everything is right there for you. It's so obvious. Yes. Let's keep going. We watch Laura and Alicia have a chat together. Laura says, I just feel so much for him in a way that I didn't think would be possible in this environment. Yep. This environment code for The Bachelor. Yes. Um, and Laura says, I complete... I'm sorry. Alicia says, I completely see you guys getting along together. And I think that he actually does really feel for you. Yep. Laura says it's massively scary and out of control. She doesn't know if she should put herself out there and, quote, say the big words. Um, you don't need to hold the mic up to the cat, Max. <laughs> She's purring. I know. That's what I mean. You don't have to hold up the mic. We can all bloody hear it. I was waiting for a meow. We got nothing. There it is. Yeah, she doesn't know if she should say the big words or hold back, um, knowing that she could embarrass herself in an environment where she has no control over the outcome. Mm -hmm. And again, we're talking about the edit. This is that good fourth wall breaking stuff that they only ever let the do, like the front runners do. Absolutely, yes. Um, And and definitely, they're talking about their life outside of the show and stuff like that in the way that winners do. Um, we don't need to keep underlining this. Yeah. So she holds Maddie in her arms and says, I hope that you know how much this means to me to bring you here. It's because I want this. I really want this. Maddie doesn't say anything, um, but he kisses her in a, in a very <laughs> smoochy fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura says, how do you feel after all this? And that's, like you said, kind of the one question that he can't really answer. Yeah. Um, in voiceover, Maddie says, there's more that Laura's not telling me. Um, and although he can't answer or say anything himself, he seems upset or frustrated by the fact that she's not saying what he wants to hear. Yeah. Which I think is a double standard. It's so unfair. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's a structure thing. It's a show. Um, but it's it's frustrating that he seems so upset by this. With it, like he's not able to look at at the situation from her perspective, really. Yeah, and having been in her perspective and having play, played that card so often about like, no, I've been on this show. I understand mm. how it works. You know, it is. It feels more like a double standard than any other time that we've seen this on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he asks her if she is 100% certain, and she says... So unfair. Yeah, and she says, don't say that, not if you can't say it back to me. It's petrifying because I don't know if you want this yet. And that's, you know, that's where we're at. Um, and so their their goodbye is a little bit melancholic, um, as Laura wonders if what she has is enough for him. Mm. Um, although, it yeah... Is. It is. And, like, I don't really have that much sympathy for Maddie here, who's so steely and so unwilling to display any real emotion. Yeah. Um, Note that that's his move, too, to be silent when they say how they're feeling about him. Like, Florence did the same thing and he kissed her. Yeah. Elise did the same thing and he kissed her. It's very, Tara very did the common. Same thing and he kissed her. There's um, just, like, silence is the move here if you are mm. the bachelor and you just accept what is being bestowed upon you. Yeah, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it's pretty clear that Laura's going to win. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take whatever <laughs> criticism comes from me being wrong, should that be the case. Yeah, or me too, yeah. Uh, but I just mean, like, She's you know, the producers seem keen to introduce a little bit of doubt at this point in the in the, in the the show so that it's not all that obvious. Yes. Um, but most of it rests on the actual foundational problems of The Bachelor's structure yeah. rather than any problems in their actual relationship. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing that's going wrong between Maddie and Laura. It's just that he's the bachelor and she's a bachelorette. Yeah. And they can't say what they want to yeah. say. And the story becomes like, oh, how how difficult it is, but how great it will be to overcome this. Yeah. And God bless The Bachelor for giving us the opportunity. You know, it, it's, it's very in line with the brand. Yes. Um, so, you know, good on them. Um, their actual relationship seems to be really good and there's mm-hmm. no actual issues really as far as we can tell. I mean, obviously every relationship has its own issues, but... 
you know truly yes yeah at this at this beginning phase it seems like everything is roses baby yes um so yeah the women await their judgment in the courtyard of the bachelor mansion so oh there's something so there's a very strange this it's a very strange scene because normally they're all hanging out but this time they're all waiting on their own separate areas of the mansion scattered around you know various parts of the mansion no one's in thailand True, yeah. They're all within the prison walls. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's all mixed up, though, actually. Like, mm. Laura's hanging out at the little bridge where um, uh, Elise did that fishing thing. That's that was where so, we should be hanging out. That's like her fucking habitat, <laughs> you know? Yeah, if we're going to have continuity in this series, put Elise there, please. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Osher Ginsberg. Do you remember First this guy? First time that we've seen him this episode, and I've got to say... Missed him a lot. Yes. Wonderful to see him. Really big fan of him, actually. Me too. I think you should get a Logie, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Can we start that? Like, there was a campaign to get hot dogs a gold Logie. Yeah. Do you remember hot dogs from Big Brother? Of course, yeah. Well, I I don't remember him from Big Brother, of course. Like we all do, I remember him from Up Late with Hot Dogs. His fantastic (laughs) 1 a.m. game show (laughs) where people would call in to this, like, scam phone number (laughs) and try and win prizes. Oh, my favorite show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he ran his own campaign to get himself a gold Logie in 2005. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize it was him. No. Yeah. He did it himself on his blog, bowbeforehotdogs.com. <laughs> um, and yeah, now, uh, I think that we should definitely start that bow before Oshie G. Yes. Yeah. Bow before Osh dogs. Osh dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Bagosh. Uh, Osha, this good one. Um, he gathers the women up and he herds them into the rose ceremony. Oh, like a little sheepdog. Yeah. Yeah. He does his job very well. Give him a pat on the belly, Matty J. Yeah. Let him roll over in the stand. And nice, wouldn't it? He's grown an extra leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's lost a leg. No, he's got three. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait. Ah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Don't, it's okay. Don't be so upset. Um... So, uh, yeah, it's a rose ceremony, and Maddie solemnly hands out the three remaining roses to Elise, and then Tara, and then Laura, which leaves Flo, Roseless. Um, as he's handing out the last rose, or as he's about to, yeah. they suck all of the sound out of the room, oh, and you get this very, very empty, still silence, except for this, like, pulsating, ominous heartbeat. Yeah. And it's like, it's not elevated, it's not a fast Heartbeat? It's not like or anything like that. It's just it's just like, hey, remember we're dealing with matters of the heart. It's really subtle, isn't it? And yeah. the other thing they do, which is really fascinating, is just slow it down just a little bit as he's about to uh, make his final verdict. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see that they've maybe pulled it back to like ninety percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely like they're trying to make some tension. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build this moment, mm-hmm. and it's good that they haven't been deploying this every single week. Um, they've got, they've still got some tricks in the bag. Tension you know? established. Yeah. yeah. So that's that, you know, Maddie thanks Flo for their good adventures. Um, and she strolls away saying, I didn't see it coming. Um, weirdly, she's not walking down any kind of like path or, mm. uh, there's no ground there for her to work on, walk on really apart from this thick, heavy grass. Yeah. So she answered this in an interview, uh, this week. She accidentally walked into the garden and then just decided to stick it out. Yeah, because, I, I mean, cameras sick. are following her, of yeah, course. Yeah, so yeah. she kind of just has to go with She's it. She's just like, all right, whatever, I'm in the garden now. It is unsafe, though. Mm. Wild Pokemon live in tall grass. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you need your own Pokemon for your protection. That's exactly right, yeah. 
Um, as her limo drives her across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, she continues by saying, I could see myself falling in love with him. Mm. He's an amazing guy and I'm sure he's going to fall in love. I'm sorry. He's, I'm sure he's going to make one of those three girls really, really happy. Sure. So, you know, it's a nice goodbye for Flo, um, but it's a shame to see her leave, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think so too. Mm. Uh, Flo, yeah, is like salvaged by the edit there, but also to be honest with you, I'm sad that she's not the winner or doesn't stick around for a little bit longer because I thought that she's really compelling mm. uh, television and I was very happy to see her on the TV every week. Yeah, totally. She's mm. been really great in um, commentary as well as yes. her moments with Maddie yeah. one-on-one and, and, and in groups. Like, she's just yeah, been a really good... Yeah, the group been really good. You yeah. Know? yeah. She's been a great player. I'm, I'm very happy with her. Yes. Um, uh, if they did a Bachelor in Paradise Australia... Woof. Yeah, I'd be right there for that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, so yeah, next week we see a little cut of uh, of what's going on, and obviously it's a very big week. It's a big week for we us. We've got two here. episodes left. Um, yeah, one of, one of our show on Thursday night. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, we might have to do a very late night, very strange podcast. I'm excited about it. I've actually, I think this could be a really fun thing. We haven't necessarily locked this in, but it could be a very fun one next week. So, so please stick around. We'll be talking about the finale uh, as soon as we can after it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, the, the promo that we see is like spirits soar, emotions run high and Laura, Elise and Tara let their de- defenses fall before Maddie faces a devastating choice. Can't wait. It's going to be really great. Yeah. And then after that, it's fucking Sophie Monk, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Sophie Monk must start in like three weeks. Uh, I think she's going to start pretty much straight away. Normally really? they go back to back. Fuck. I, if yes, I remember right so from exciting. last week, they just rolled right into it. Okay, cool. So we're going to have to have a preview episode up by uh, next Wednesday. We'll talk about this. Yeah, it's okay. going to be complicated. I'm moving house. Uh, I got a knee injury. Ah, look, we'll just, I'll come to you. It really makes the podcast, <laughs> like having to hand deliver the podcast to everyone's phone. I know, that's, a, that's the rough bit. The thing's not light. Yeah, it's not. Especially when we do a big, long episode like this. I know, this. this one's been a big one. The longer the episodes run on TV, the longer the podcasts run in your ears. Yeah, mm. and the more family members' names we have to introduce. I think uh, our, our hometown episodes are always kind of long. They are long episodes, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll let you go. Thank you so, so much for coming back to the show and listening. Um, we really love having you around to share in our revelry. Thank you for sharing in our revelry, you guys. And if you would like to like physically help to share this revelry yes. with anybody else, um, that's fantastic news because we actually did come here to make friends. Especially on Xavier's birthday, you know? Like oh, yeah. 25th birthday boy. Mm-hmm. What better gift could you give him other than a few seconds to have some reprieve at the start of the podcast? Yeah. Then by sharing this around with all of your closest friends and family. Yes. Take this even podcast your most distant on a fi- friends. Date. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Go back to wherever your family lives, whether it's near you or very far away. True. Sit down with them and listen to all thirty whatever episodes that we have. Yeah. Back to back if possible. I think that you guys would enjoy that. I think it'll be a real bonding experience, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then after you've done that, or even before, honestly, see how you feel. Head on down to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Um, give us a nice rating. Give us a little bit of feedback if you want. Um, that stuff helps us get the party out to more people, which is good because people are the best podcast audience we could ask <laughs> for. <laughs> Dogs, cats, they're not quite as interested. Not quite as good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Never leave feedback on no, iTunes. That's so true. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, we're on socials. Check out BOH Pod. Most places. Most places that you can think of. And uh, yeah, we uh, we love to be interactive. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you work at social media. Yeah, I do. Say this in a way that doesn't sound fake and horrible. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BOH Pod. 
Uh, it's a really exciting time to be a fan of The Bachelor at the moment, and uh, you won't believe what happens next. Holy shit, dude. That was incredible. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Um, that'll wrap it up. I got to go do some birthday stuff, such as drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Good activity. Yeah. I hope you guys are having a really nice time in your life <laughs> Just way, and the way, podcast way too enthusiastic uh i love you all please take care and uh and take care of each other okay. and uh we'll see you next week we love you please take the time now say goodbye asha ginsberg for the loki to vote for the logies